Good morning and welcome to the 7am Bible. This is Paul Chapman and this is episode number 18. Well, thanks for joining me. I've got a bit of a blocked nose this morning. That time of year, colds, flus. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for waking us refreshed to another day. We thank you for your love and mercy to us and we pray for your Holy Spirit to guide us now as we open your word together. Help us to understand it and to gain a blessing from it for us this day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I've said, I've got a bit of a blocked nose uh, this morning. Um, uh, I think I've got a cold coming on and uh, hopefully this comes out okay. So we'll see how we go. Let's, uh, in case you've just joined us, you, we've been going through the life of Jacob. In our last episode, we looked at Rebecca's instruction to Jacob to flee to her brother in Haran, which was over 1,000 kilometers away from uh, Beersheba, where Isaac and his family were dwelling here at the time. With the blessing of Isaac, Jacob set out on foot, but he was troubled. He had cheated his brother and wronged his father and God. How could he be blessed by God now? On that first night in the wilderness, alone and remorseful, I'm sure he felt cut off from heaven, but God was about to act for the first time directly with Jacob as he had with Abraham and Isaac. Let's read about it and see what lesson there is here for us. I'm reading from Genesis 28 and verse 11. It says here, And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took off the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. For fear of being pursued or waylaid by his vindictive brother Esau, he did not take the common road, but went by lonely and unfrequented paths, which increased the length and dangers of the journey. Deeming himself at a secure distance, he laid down for the night. Now, some suggest that he went on the great road to the north along the central mountain ridge of Canaan. The certain place he would have lighted upon, which tells us in verse 18, is a Luz. Now, his grandfather Abraham had built an altar not far from there. No doubt Jacob was reminded of his grandfather's devotion to God as he thought about that place where the altar was built and with a remorseful heart, sought his protection. But how could he have God's protection, feeling so cut off from him? You know, David gives us so many psalms of deep emotion during such times as Jacob was going through now. Though feeling cut off, David reminds us of the reality that the Lord is an ever-present help in time of trouble. I'm reading from Psalms 46 and verses 1 to 2. To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Knowing God is a very present help. Psalms 20 verses 1 to 3 is a, a prayer of assurance for that help. Let's have a read of it. Psalms 21 to 3, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy, all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Silah. We can take courage from these words. The Lord will send us help from his sanctuary. Though we may not feel his presence, we will realize it when we need it the most. And the time when we need it the most is in assurance of forgiveness for sin and acceptance in his sight. 
God promises to dwell with those who have a repentant and humble attitude. Let me read it here in Isaiah 57 and verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is Holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. This is God's assurance to every contrite and humble soul. By the Holy Spirit, God draws near to comfort and revive us. Ellen White expresses it beautifully in her book, The Desire of Ages. I'm reading from page 669. At all times and in all places, in all sorrows and in all afflictions, when the outlook seems dark and the future perplexing, and we feel helpless and alone, the Comforter will be sent in answer to the prayer of faith. Circumstances may separate us from every earthly friend, but no circumstance, no distance can separate us from the Heavenly Comforter. Wherever we are, wherever we may go, He is always at our right hand to support, sustain, and uphold and cheer. Isn't that beautiful? You know, David knew this by experience. He wrote in Psalms uh, Psalms, uh, 34 and verse 15 that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. This is the message that Jacob needed to hear. This is the experience he needed to have. To know that the Lord hears his cry and and would dwell with him to comfort him and revive his heart. Now, we come to an amazing part in our story. God answers Jacob's unspoken prayer. I'm reading from Genesis 28 and verse 12. It says here, And he dreamed and beheld a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. What a wonderful revelation of God's protecting care for us. Though he dwells in the high and lofty place, eternity, God has connected earth with heaven by a ladder. Upon the ladder, angels of God ascend to him and return to us. And what do the angels do? Well, let me share with you a few verses from Scripture on this. In Psalms 103 and verse 19 to 20, it says here, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. You know, despite what humanity might think, this world belongs to God, and he rules over all. He sets up kings, and he takes down kings, and he does so through the influence of his angels. They excel in strength and do God's bidding. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it is through the angels that God works to accomplish His will here in our world. And how many angels are there? Well, John saw in vision the number in heaven. He wrote in Revelation 5 and verse 11, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. Isn't that wonderful? That's the biblical equivalent of an innumerable number. Myriads of myriads and chiriads of chiriads, it says in the Greek. That's billions of angels. We know that every child of God has a guardian angel. Jesus said of the children that he was blessing, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. 
That's in Matthew 18 verse 10. And God assures us that the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. That's in Psalms 34 verse 7. And you'll remember that God sent his angel to guide Eliezer, Abraham's servant, in finding a wife for Isaac. That's in Genesis 24 and verse 7. And David writes of Jesus, For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. That's in Psalms 91 and verse 11. And if they would do that for Jesus, they will do that for you too. You know, the angels are interested in our salvation. Peter writes of this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10-12. to 12. I'm going to read it here. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did, did uh, signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you, with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things, note this, the angels desire to look into. Isn't that wonderful? The angels actually desire to look into this plan of salvation to save you and me from sin. You know, at the time that Jesus was born, an angel appeared to the shepherds, keeping watch over their flock during the night to tell them of the Saviour's birth. And then a great multitude of them appeared in the sky, rejoicing over the event. Luke writes of this in Luke th- uh, chapter 2, verses 13 to 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. You know, the angels also assist in the sanctuary. Revelation 8 and verse 3 tells us that in the heavenly sanctuary where God dwells. And Jesus said in Luke 15:10 that uh, angels rejoice over sinners that repent. Let's have a read of that. He says here, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. You know, the angels also execute God's judgments. There's a time coming when those judgments will be poured out upon this world for their wickedness, for the sin, just like it was in the days of Noah. Revelation 15 verse 1 tells us of that time, it says, I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled the wrath of God. And Revelation 16:1 says, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. That time is coming soon. But you know what's coming too? Jesus. And when he comes to take us home, he is going to send his angels to gather us together and take us up to meet him in the clouds. Let's have a read of this. In Matthew chapter... uh, No, actually, I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, because it says it quite clearly here. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now that catching up 
to meet the Lord in the air, it's Matthew 24 tells us that that will be with the angel or by the angels. Jesus said here, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So the angels will actually be the ones gathering us up to meet Jesus in the air. You know, Paul tells us in Hebrews 11 and verse, or Hebrews actually chapter 1 and verse 14, that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. That's you and me. He says that in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. You know, angels of God are constantly working for us, helping us, protecting us, and guiding us at the direction of God. They work in close connection with His Spirit to perform His will on the earth, and God has sent them to minister to us. But note, they are ascending and descending upon a ladder. What is the ladder a symbol of? Well, you know what? Over a thousand years after this dream was given to Jacob, Jesus told us who the latter was. In John chapter 1, verse 51, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus is the latter let down from heaven to earth, and it is through him we have access to our Heavenly Father. Alan White writes on this, Jacob's experience as a wanderer from his home when he was shown the mystic ladder on which descended and ascended the angels of heaven was designed to teach a great truth in regard to the plan of salvation. The purposes of God were opened to the the discouraged man who felt himself cut off from God and man. In marvelous love, Christ presented before him in a dream the way of life. The truth was unfolded before him in the emblem, and its significance is as great in our day as it was in his. What a wonderful assurance, isn't it, of God's protection and care did he give to Jacob. And that's the same assurance he gives to you and me today. Jesus Christ is that ladder, and the angels of God descend and ascend at his bidding to protect, help, care, and support us. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this meditation this morning that reminds us of your love and protecting care over us. We thank you for the heavenly angels that you've sent to minister to us as heirs of salvation. And we thank you for your continual guidance and love for us. We just pray, Lord, if there's anyone here listening this morning that may be discouraged, that may be feeling the darkness and despair, just like Jacob did, I pray, Lord, that you'll encourage them with these words, that they'll realize that, yes, while you do dwell in the high and lofty place that you inhabit eternity, you also dwell by your Holy Spirit in the hearts of the contrite and humble ones. And so we come to before you today, repentant, contrite and humble, Lord, asking you to bless us, to be with us and to protect and and, uh, take care of us. And we ask this in and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the meditation this morning. This has been Paul Chapman for the 7am Bible. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going today, remember, take the Lord with you, be prayerful, be careful, and have a great day. And I look forward to seeing you for the next episode of the 7am Bible.
Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am warm. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me Oh